Welcome everybody to episode 50 of the Neville Watchers podcast. My name is Pete, I am one of your co-hosts and I'm joined as always by the Neville Watcher himself, Mr. Kurt Lewin. Good evening. Uh, we are also boy- joined by two guests. So from the Modern Escapism podcast we have Oodles. Hello. And Stick. Hello. How is everyone this evening? I like how you said my name first, like seniority. Alphabetical yeah, order. You should cry about it. Oh, yeah, alphabetical order, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, though. So, good. Really good, mate. Yeah. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Thank you very much for coming on and doing our phase four wrap up because it's been an interesting phase, let's say, for sure. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very concerned <laughs> about this call. It's, I, I, I don't know. I think it's probably the, the most we're going to agree on on a phase, in my opinion. No, it's not. No, I think you know. there's going to be some things that we might disagree about as per the conversation that's been had on Discord a few times. So there's oh, one, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, one yeah. which hasn't been discussed um, mm. where there is significant differences. Well, there's, two, there's two things. May as well just say it now um, that um, we disagree on. Firstly, yep. there's one division. <laughs> Secondly, mm-hmm. um, now this this isn't really one for me, but the the amount of vitriol that Pete aimed towards She-Hulk, and then the praise that you gave She-Hulk on your Phase Four wrap up on modern escapism, um, I'm very concerned that uh, some would say the superior <laughs> Phase Four wrap up. <laughs> Look, let's be honest. Let's be honest here. We all have opinions. We all have very differing opinions. You know, some of it might align. We're all adults. We can have a conversation about this and walk away still, mates. So it's all good. Of course, good. we can. I, I, I think there's half of this phase we kind of agree on, and the other half we don't. Yeah. And that's the split between TV and yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be inclined to agree here. So. Uh, let's just pull the band-aid off, shall we? You know, let's talk about the whole controversy with WandaVision. Both me and Kurt <coughs> didn't like it, but I believe uh, the Modern Escapers group, you quite liked it. Or yep. really enjoyed it. I haven't, I can't remember. So yeah, I loved it. It's my, it's my favourite TV show of the lot. I, I, I really enjoyed what they did with it. Um, I, I got the whole, like, kind of the, the sitcom aspect of it. Um... I know you guys said that like you didn't like the fact that it wasn't funny, but in my head it was never meant to be because it was playing out of Wanda's mind. It was never like we talked. We've talked about this, but obviously the listeners haven't heard us. What we've said is should have. From I I I viewed it as a that it's coming out of her head, so it's not like a comedy writer writing this stuff. It's it's all just in Wanda's imagination. Um, I do think it had its issues in the last episode but I believe that was probably COVID related more than anything because they had to wrap things up pretty quickly sure. so I might look I'm gonna have to agree with you on that aspect of it you know it is coming from her head it's probably not from a comedy aspect of things but the only thing I would say about that is obviously because it's all based on previous shows that she has watched before which have a comedic aspect I think that's where they're trying to come along that line and necessary yeah. doesn't work for me in that respect. And I think with Phase 4 as a whole, as you start to see this blending of this formula with Marvel's humour, where it's 
you know constant quips every few minutes and it is it is a paint by numbers thing now and it really starts to show in this phase and I think WandaVision agree, was yeah. probably the start of that specifically for me not just because it was the start of phase 4 but because it really started to shine through quite predominantly sorry no you go yeah I was about to say I, I don't like it as much as Stig does because I really didn't like the first few episodes mm. at all and even on my rewatch I skipped them so it's not good when you're skipping two full episodes of a show I still liked it overall mm-hmm. but n- not to the love that Stig had but Stig's got more of a love of sitcom culture and that thing than I have anyway so it's gonna mm-hmm. stick on him I, I can't stand sitcoms so <laughs> I'm not gonna like it that much it's fair to say that um, I think Stig's opinion of it does align more with the general consensus on it. Like I've heard no end of other does. people um, agree with him as it being their favourite TV show. But like what Udall said, a, a big problem for me, other than not finding it that funny, I really didn't like the, the first half of the show in particular. I didn't. Because, yeah, because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really move the plot along very much you've got the odd moment where you it reveals that there's something um that's going on at a <laughs> higher level um but all the stuff around that which was copying those sitcoms yeah i think maybe you need to be a fan of those old sitcoms in the first place to to get something from those early episodes and yeah it just didn't do anything for me yeah yeah I might have to agree with that as well. Uh, I think once they started hitting the uh, the Malcolm in the Middle formula episode, that was where it started to change for me a little bit as well because I was a lot more familiar with that show and its comedy and its sort of its writing style. But then that's sort of where they sort of dropped that whole aspect of it and then went into what they were actually trying to tell with the whole you know the witches and the coven and you know the Dark Hold itself, which is you know which was I, interesting. Uh, yeah, when they started actually talking about that, I was a little bit more engaged in it, but that felt yeah. a little bit short-lived as well. And then episode <laughs> nine happens, and it sort of just becomes a very sort of formulaic Marvel uh, closer at that point. Yeah, vision versus vision. Yeah. I mean, I mean, after that though, I still think like the ending was really good with her letting go and having to just let the whole thing kind of disappear and like left her in that wreck of a house by herself that was really well done mm. um yeah i would I, the only the only problem i have is that multiverse of madness pretty much just retcons okay, I, that ending well, i'm glad you said it because i was gonna say it pretty much undoes everything mostly good the one division does to that character so yeah but we'll get on to that a bit later because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts again about that one after more, thought, uh, more thinking about it. So um, let's move into the next one, next TV show, which was Falcon of the Winter Soldier, because I think we had a few disagreements about this one as well. <laughs> Not like... Yeah. yeah, I think I remember you guys saying before that you can avoid most of the series and watch the, you have to the watch first and last... First and last. First episode and the last. Yeah. There's no, like, there's nothing in between. It's, I just, it's dross. I just didn't get Absolute it. dross. Like, I, the only thing that I do like about it is the fact that it's probably the only <laughs> thing to actually touch on the snap yeah, and the repercussions, repercussions yeah. properly. Whereas the rest of the world seems to have just gone like, mm-hmm. oh, that never happened. Yeah. Mm. No trauma, guys. No trauma <laughs> yeah. at all. 
yeah, yeah. I think that's something I found with um, a lot of the other films and shows is that they, they can't they, if they do hark back to the snap it's kind of seen as a joke uh, yes. when really uh, it would yeah. be really traumatic um, well yes uh, yes sorry Kurt. Uh, specifically She-Hulk being one of them it does doesn't thinking, it does mention that I was thinking more um, no not the second Spider-Man. Oh no no no! Sorry, what? Apologies. It, yeah. it wasn't she. It wasn't she. Okay, it was for Love and Thunder that had the joke in there. I that's think the it one. Was, it's the ice cream shop that's called Snapchino yeah. oh, or something like yeah. that. And it's like, what the hell is it, that? It's like Infinity Ice Cream. Yeah, yeah Infinity it's like, or something I read like a, that. I read yeah. an article about it. I'll send you it after this. Where okay. obviously in in this world, in that world that's happened. That's the biggest tragedy to ever befall humankind on a yep. scale like mass, hitherto unto like 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 the Holocaust or something like that. Yeah, four yeah. million yeah. people you, plus. You wouldn't have an ice cream parlour called Auschwitz. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't do it's it. It's on par with that. It just did not hit at yeah. all. Like, no, and it's strange no. that Taika Waititi could just allow that in his film. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, but this is the same director who once said that he, uh, I will ruin your mythology in five seconds. So it was a like, he's done it, hasn't he? He did it. (laughs) I mean, whilst everyone loves um, Thor Ragnarok, it was a real tonal departure for the character. And yeah, okay, you could look back on it and say, stylistically, there might have been some choices that you probably would have gone against. But mm. as a whole, it was a, an enjoyable film, so most let it slide, I think. But it was so abjectly obvious in For Love and Thunder, I think it was, it just came across that way, and it was just so poorly written as well. But we'll mm-hmm. get into that a bit more as well. But I, I didn't really want to touch on Falcon and the Winter Soldier again. I'm having problems trying to remember even what happened, to be honest. Exactly, because yeah. it's so dull. I'd say it's average. Um there's a lot of yeah, bang like, like the flag smashes <laughs> were absolutely awful, um, but I thought the actual action in it, uh, like out of all the TV shows, is the most vanilla and Marvel um, templatey. But yeah, um, I thought I thought it was okay. It didn't. Yeah. Phase one Marvel. Do... That's the problem. It's phase one yeah. Marvel. Mm. But I do like Sam Wilson though. I, I I'm do. Quite happy to see. You know where he goes with the Captain America uh, mantle. I could just do without Bucky anymore. I think Bucky mm. Barnes is one of the worst integrations just, into the MCU. He's so dull. But he's going to be in the. He's going to be in the Thunderbolts. We all know he's coming back. But I just find him so dull. He's just crap. He broods <laughs> and he shoots guns. It's like okay, yeah. The ladies love him though, so they've got to keep him in. Sebastian Stan's got a lot of stands, so they keep him in. He makes money. That was Agreed. a good joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. I was, it took me a moment to think about it. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, so Loki. Yeah, I believe there was a bit of disagreement about this one too. You crackers. You absolutely crackers. <laughs> if you don't like Loki, it's 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 the best of Doctor Who we've ever had. It's it's crazy. It's Twilight Zone. It's pulp. It's Tom Hiddleston absolutely chewing everything not just the scenery everything yeah. the cameras everything it's a love letter to a very famous uh, as, as you'll know Pete a very famous Loki uh, saga um, mm-hmm. and it's a love letter to 80s Marvel and I just yeah. I, there's, there's something about it that's just so special the payoff is odd especially if you don't know 
the mm-hmm. law and the mythos, and it can be quite confusing because time is confusing, as I'm like living proof that I don't understand time. But I just think as 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 a piece, and if you watch it, if you watch any ro- one of those random episodes as a piece of cinematography and love letter to the eighties, it's it's stupendous. Maybe even late seventies. It's I think it's fantastic. Okay, uh, so I, you're wrong. I, I would. <laughs> okay, so where I have my big disagreement about this is that the character of Loki was snapped back from 2012, so yep. from the Battle of New York, the 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 aftermath of the Battle of New York. So he is still classic Loki at this point. You know, malevolent, sort of all over the place. Doesn't yep. really know. Selfish. You know, um, but then he gets shown a video, and within a minute, a few minutes, he's like, "Right, I'm going to change my whole whole way to being exactly how I was, sort of towards the end of my life." And I didn't really believe that at all. I think there's two there's two problems with that: is the fact that Tom Hiddleston has played Loki a lot longer since that departure, so it's it's harder for an actor to step back into that older role, in, in my opinion. Sure, is 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 improve the character that much? That was just a simple, tiny little. I don't know, directorial decision to say, look, let's get you back to how cinema loves you. You've got to remember, in the first Avengers and, and Thor film, Loki wasn't a massive... And people didn't love him as much. Do you know what no, I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't as he loved. Wasn't even, yeah, sorry. He wasn't even supposed to be in the second Thor film for exactly. a while, was he? Exactly. So, uh, so I, I think I think it's more to do with the fact that Tom Middleston's growth with the character meant he had to be that kind of Loki that we know now, even though it isn't him at all. Mm. I do get Pete's point though. It is it is it's just weird. convenient? Yeah, it's, it's too, he goes too from convenient. Being a guy who wants to con- conquer the universe and rule over. But people. why would you let that simple little thing affect your enjoyment? Yeah. Why would you look at it? a video of someone going, "Oh, look! By the way, if you carry on that way, yeah. you die." Yeah. And I'm like, why should I believe you? But, do you know what I mean? Why? True. Why, yeah. why would he? Why would that Loki believe someone telling him that? That's- so I do get yeah. it. I do get it. But yeah, the thing is, obviously, you would see like what kind of a different person he'd be at the very end of that movie. You know, the fact that he was still loved by the people of Asgard to a certain degree. You know, loved yeah. by his brother and his father and all that. So he would sort. You, you can sort of see the change in him, but it just wouldn't happen like that. It wouldn't happen so instantaneously. That's I where think the I change have. is a bit. I think the change is deeper than that. I think the change is when he realised how insignificant the Infinity Stones are. I think that's the real yeah, change. I was say that, mm. That's the, the Adam, point where the Adam, he the that paperweights. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, that's that enough is. to rock your world. Like I've got this one Infinity Stone on my staff that's made me take over that one of the best cities on on uh, on Midgard, and I've just seen all these in a man's drawer next yeah. to his sandwiches. I did laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did feel like a lot of that was there for comedic value more than anything. It, yeah, I can see why it works, of course, and it's also sort of setting yeah. up the next timeline of events where the the Infinity Saga is well and truly over, and this one is, you know, yes, the multiverse definitely. saga. They're trying to put the underline on there. I can sort of see what they were doing there. Yeah, so, uh, okay. I, remember, I remember being um, let down by the ending with um, mm, what's his said. name. Um, he, who oh, he, who he who remains, remains. It's not yeah. oh yes having seen so my complaints at the time were uh, so we haven't seen um, yes. Ant-Man yet just just so you're aware yeah. okay. Okay. Well, we'll let's, um, let's just move on to the next thing because it, it will be <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
that, that, I'll just say um, I've changed my mind on that scene of Loki now. Do you like it now? No, interesting. I, oh, oh, I don't wouldn't say I liked it because I still found that characterization annoying, but um, mm, mm. I see it in a different light now. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't I think... hate it anymore. Yeah, don't make I'm me gonna... go and watch a film that I didn't want to go and watch. <laughs> don't go and <laughs> watch it. It's interesting, though, how Loki ends with that statue. I don't know if that plays into Ant-Man or not, but the, obviously there's various different variations of him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you you don't want to meet the other guy. Yeah. And the other guy could be... It's meant, you know, we have a whole film, an Avengers film, set around the other guy. He's not even the Ant-Man guy. Like it's, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with it. Yeah, is it Nathaniel? Is it Kang? Is it any one mm. of his alter egos? Who knows? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, well, if I say anything more, I'll be giving you away guys know. a lot of stuff. So <laughs> won't talk about it. Let's move swiftly on to Black Widow, the first film that was released of Phase Four, and the one that was probably the most affected by COVID. Let's be honest. God, massive. Yeah. So. Um, this didn't start the phase particularly too well, did it? There was various troubles off-screen with Scarlett Johansson taking Disney to court over uh, distribution and uh, box office um, box office revenue in terms of her contract. So yeah, yeah that that probably uh, residual set it off fees the were too low as well. Yeah, so even even Matt Ruffalo got more residuals, even though he'd never had his own film. Do you know what I mean? It's like madness. It's odd. It's odd because he's a man. It, do you think? Do you agree with me, Noodles, that this film is in the wrong place? Hundred percent. Yeah, it should have been in Phase Three. Yeah, it should have been before. Yeah, yeah. It should have been probably after Guardians before she Two. Died. Yeah, uh, early I, on. It, I reckon before phase, Civil War, maybe. I'll be honest. It probably should have come straight after Civil War because the effect, uh, yes. the yeah. the events are directly influencing Civil yes. Wars. Perfect. Yeah. So it's a bit of a strange placement for me. It sort of felt like okay. Um, Black Widow's dead. Spoilers, everyone who's not watched Phase 3. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know why. But, you know, it seems a bit weird to set a film for a character that's already dead. You know, no no stakes whatsoever. Yeah, that was my issue with it. Look, I've got no issue with certain parts of the film. Um, they lads, up, lads, lads, Florence Pugh, lads, lads, Yeah, lads. I was going to say, Yelena's <laughs> set up very, very well to obviously take the mantle, yeah. and yeah. aside from a couple of uh, I thought were quite forced jokes, yeah. the chemistry between the two of them, not too bad, actually. Do you remember Ray Winston in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. that awful Russian accent he had to do, jeez. Why not just get a Russian actor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. do it. Get Ray Winston in instead, known Cockney. <laughs> I mean, you so can weird. sort of tell that anyway. But uh, Oodles, I did have a quick question about this one because obviously, as mm. uh, a, a comics aficionado, uh, what did you make of Taskmaster in this? I think it was a wasted opportunity, mate. It upset me greatly because I think Taskmaster is one of the greatest villains in comic book history, especially mm. how Taskmaster is not an evil, benevolent. It's just someone that really wants to test people. Yeah, and, he, and he likes money too. And he likes money. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bothered about Taskmaster being a female. That doesn't bother me. It's just the no. motives. The motives. That is not. That's just a zombie. That's not Taskmaster. Yeah, you the motives I mean? didn't make a lot of sense to me, and I felt it was a little bit hamstrung, sort of being, you know, as you Drake think back to some of the, 
Yeah, the classics like when Punisher versus Taskmaster, Spider-Man versus Taskmaster, Blade, um, Captain America, all mm. the big hitters have had a running with Taskmaster and they've always been fantastic books. It's yeah. just weird. What, what a weird way to just bring a character in and just kill it. But then again, apparently Taskmaster's coming back. So, uh, Yeah, she is. She's part of the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm all right with, as long as they don't make Taskmaster just a zombie. That it has to be a money hungry, someone that wants to test people. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I mean just... they could very easily do that and say that it's like a second in- incarnation of the Taskmaster. It's just it's just a it weird way. way they did it. Like Taskmaster was someone that worked for Stark Tech uh, yeah. Industries, a bit, a bit like um, how they did with Mysterio in the in the MCU, and. He, he trained Avengers, do you know what I mean? That's why he's so good and he knows everyone's moves and everyone. He hasn't got everyone's powers, but he knows everyone's moves and what they do next. A bit like a Batman type thing. Mm. But I. <laughs> In the in the comics, I really like his superpower. Actually, the fact that he's basically a mimic, and it's a mimic, really yeah, really mimic. well done. It's just when it, when they put it onto screen with Black Widow, it just didn't work for me. No, and it's it felt too generic how they did it. It was like okay, so we're just going to plonk this person right in front of a screen and watch her every move for every second of the day. It's like yeah, there's so many famous Taskmaster moments, like the fact that he's that good of a mimic. He mimicked Thor and picked up Mjolnir. Do you know what I mean? That's how good he was. <laughs> exactly. Like, There's so many good characterizations of Taskmaster yeah. throughout the comics that they chose probably... That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like I said, it's not because it's female, it's because it was no. badly written. Yeah. They, they could have got away with something on the, along the lines of... I don't know what Rhea Winston's character is called. Uh, Drakeoff. Russian bad. Drakeoff. Yeah. He could have said, like... I've seen this person, I've seen this man, yeah. or this person doing these things, and I wanted it for her. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. something like that. Like, And then you've got the option of having both Taskmasters. Yeah, the zombie one, you don't, and the actual good one. Yeah, you yeah. could easily say, that, you <laughs> could have easily said that he contacted this scientist at Stark Tech, um, yep. Stark Industries yeah. in the 90s, got or in the 80s, got a hold of him, took the tech yep. for himself, gave it to you, the daughter, and that was it. Yep. Very yeah. easily then, done. A happy oodles would have. That's it. That's, it's as simple as that. Those little, a few lines in that film could have saved that character. I agree. Um, mm, shame. There was a couple of other things as well about the movie that I thought was a little bit off. Okay, so right, um, Rachel Vice's character. Now, I cannot remember her name. I'll be honest. It's Do- um, oh, it's one of the proper Z tier. Hero from the Russian Avengers, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it name? is. But anyway, whilst you have a look at that, <laughs> um, did did you find it a little bit weird that she was the only one that got away scot-free from this whole incident, despite being basically the right-hand woman of Drakov the entire time? Melina. Sorry, I've got the Melina. Melina. <laughs> Melina. Um, I, I, I think her character was more star power than uh, inflic- inflection on the character. I think we've got Rachel Weisz. <laughs> yeah, never going to complain uh, for Rachel exactly. Voss. She's a great actress. I, th- I think that's what that was, rather than anything else. It's just great to have her in, and they need someone to have raised kind of um, Black Widow and her mm. sister, and who else? One of Hollywood's badass women. I think that's what it more. Mm. I think we're more star power than anything else. I also, I also think it's like if you want to bring her back and call back to her because you can't obviously uh, yep. you can't use Natasha because she's dead. Yep. So, okay, well we'll. Yeah, the mum in inverted commas. Exactly. Well, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll bring her in if we need to. Sure. 
Fair enough. Okay, let's move on to the next film. Uh, Shang-Chi <laughs> and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, this is my favourite film of the this phase. Uh, yeah, I think both me and you were a bit surprised about this particular film, weren't we, Kurt? Yeah, I thought that what really made it stand out for me was the action sequences. <laughs> I thought... It Fantastic. Was the, yeah. Particu- that, that bus scene is probably oh. my favourite one of if not my favourite action scene in the whole MCU, not just this phase. Because um, it really wasn't... Good. Yeah. And I was just about to say it didn't rely on CGI, but yeah, it did have CGI in there. But the actual... Of it did. The, <laughs> the whole background was CGI. <laughs> yeah. But the, the actual fight choreography, yeah. choreography yeah, was top tier. There's yeah. a video uh, yeah. there, there was one circulating on TikTok of that without... When you can see the green screen in the background... The stunt people that are doing that, they are insane. They are literally flipping yeah. and swinging around poles and stuff like that. It's fantastic. Yeah. See that and the... Um, scaffolding one. The, yeah. the scaffolding fight. Mm. So it's like a movie of two halves for me, where it's like it does all that, and then right at the end it just descends into a big CGI, yeah. throw everything at the... Yeah, you mean when the film, turns, kind of the film turns into a sequel from um, just, an Iron Man 3 spin-off? <laughs> My, I'd rather have them. I'd rather have them two fight each other and just got rid of the dragons and oh, the stuff. I hate that stuff. Man. Well, that, that's, crap. I agree, but I, I I agree that it did just go into what you typically see with Marvel, but I wouldn't say it was typical because it wasn't like fighting within New York City amongst the load of skyscrapers. Yeah, uh, yeah at least it's somewhere different, isn't it? Yeah, we've not it seen was, dragons. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Before. I didn't. Not. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not. I didn't dislike the film. It's the second favorite from the the mm. fitters. So, yeah. um, I just I think it, it started stronger when it was like doing that all kind of old school martial arts stuff. Yeah, yeah I agree. agree. Yeah. Um, I do like where it looks like it's going and what the ten rings are and how that might link with other characters introduced in this phase. And um, I like the dynamic between yeah. Shang and um, I can't remember the his sister's uh, Katie. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Not the not love interest. Mm. They're not the friends, aren't they? They're just friends, and it's like every you, it's oh, nice so many times that, these films has to be. Yeah, it has to be like they fall in love or they get together. It's like nah, they they just they're just friends, yeah, and they don't mates. see it. Yeah, and it's fine to do that. Don't you it think really it's good. Really clever though. How it is a surprise sequel to Iron Man Three. After mm. so many years, it was a it's bit so, strange. I like how it kind of puts <laughs> it's some so stuff in Iron Man Three right. <laughs> yeah, it makes Iron Man Three actual a lot more watchable in context because you're like, ah, this is the Mandarin. Ah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah but then, oh, and Trevor Slattery's back but, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the only unfortunate problem I had with that is they'd already done that by all how by having all how the King anyway. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we'd seen that in that spin-off thing. Yeah, so it was a, kind of erase that though. Haven't they, they have yeah. now. Definitely, <laughs> they've, they've, for they've sure. just chopped it up. That's gone. Yeah. So I I didn't yeah. really have too much more to say about that other than yeah. that probably the third act was probably the weakest part of it. It's a good popcorn film. Yeah, yeah good characters. Looking forward to seeing more yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I, am, I, I always remember the final act for um, Katie firing an arrow like uh, <laughs> with no training. <laughs> yep. <laughs> about five miles into the air. Yeah. Well, have you ever fired an arrow? I've never <laughs> have. I might be amazing at it. I've done archery. Yeah. Uh, this is where this film is where we kind of start to get the. Wong is the person who seems to be in and out of all these. Mm. 
TVs and the, films. The and the you mean the Sorcerer one, Supreme Wong? See him in the cage, yeah. Wong, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's just Marvel Phase 1 at this point. That's it. <laughs> so, right. Um, I didn't want to touch on this particular film too much because it was abjectly boring, and that was Eternals. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah, really isn't as bad as you think. <laughs> I I strongly disagree. It took me two attempts to try and get through it. Don't misconstrue me though. I don't think it's good. Okay, <laughs> it's just not as bad as yeah, you think. Has its, it does have its problems. I think it looks gorgeous. I think it's um, one that cinematography-wise, it's probably the best film. How it looks, it looks very I, I, nice. Not taken away from it's that. It's insane, and and direct how it's directed, and the fact that you can get so many brand new characters, and by the end, you kind of know who they are. I did anyway. Mm. I, I knew who they yeah. were anyway. I I yeah. kind of cheated, but. I, I still like I watch it with my son and my son's like he knows who they are do you know what I mean and he's like oh yeah. no Icarus is flying into the sun like do you get it do you get it that mm. kind of stuff and I, the, unfortunately me and Stig agree on this as well the ramifications from that film are just slept on <laughs> I was going to say remember, I was going to bring there this is up. a giant eternal uh, not eternal no, celestial. A, um, celestial sticking out of the earth and no one's yeah. mentioned it <laughs> and they've never seen it again <laughs> no. which is also the strangest part is that would be visible anywhere in the world his fingers were sticking yeah. out of the earth to make the earth's axis change. Do you know what I mean? People mm. would die. Everyone on earth would die. Yeah. It's just so insane. It, it is a bit silly. They haven't like necessarily addressed it again. And then it's did, a bit strange. Then they, they did the uh, Eros thing with um, Harry Styles. Like, Eros? We don't need Eros yet. It's a bit too soon for that. Yes. It's then, just a bit too yeah, the, soon for that. We don't need the, that the yet. Credit was a I bit. I like the concept of the film with the whole celestials. Like, I think that's a yeah, cool yeah. idea. Um, but for me, um, for me, it was just too many characters, and I just got confused mm. quite quickly. Yeah. Because it's obviously I've never watched. You know what? I've not. I've not gone back and watched any of these first films apart from one. So I'm, mm. I'm trying to look through and see what I might have wrote about at the yeah. time. And just to hear, like, my issue here is character motivation. Icarus especially mm -hmm. he seems to do things that make no sense whatsoever and if he was part of the plan to get the emergence to go along if he'd have not travelled to London it would have just gone ahead as planned yeah it's one of those like, things I don't understand again, why you, he's doing all these things it's the Rage of the Lost Ark thing where if Indiana Jones had not been there the Nazis would still have died <laughs> yeah Makes no like, sense. It, it, Icarus's motivations make zero sense. Yeah, and what he's doing makes no and, sense. Another squandered character because Icarus is like, he's like what a Marvel Superman. You know what I mean? He is. Yeah. Very powerful. Nah, there's a fly off into the sun. <laughs> Let's get rid of him really fast. It's it was weird. Bit, it was a bit odd. I thought tonally as well, like shifting the timeline constantly, like throughout the film, was a tonal choice I didn't particularly enjoy either. Yeah. Yeah, so, and they've already killed off know. Gilgamesh, which I didn't, is just. I, I, I didn't like. I didn't like either how they were questioning their role on Earth in the 14th century, yeah. and then didn't do anything for 500 years. Yeah, yeah. Like if they'd have questioned it more in the modern day, after you know the last couple hundred years of you know the world wars and <clears throat> American Civil War and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, that they got to that point going hang, on, and then after Thanos, and they just gone hang on. Like, the why aren't we doing something? But they were questioning things 500 years yeah. ago, yeah. and still did nothing. That's not even the. That's not the, the. The main problem with it is the fact that 
they make so much mistakes as uh, as Eternals. Like uh, Fastos helps uh, Oppenheimer create the atom bomb. You wouldn't do that because it's it's called bomb. And their, their 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 actual mission was to make the human race expand so much that there was overpopulation. There was that much energy to feed mm. the uh, the celestial inside, but then and we're not we're not supposed to interact with um, earthly wars and stuff. Thanos was going to wipe out half of your battery. Mm. You should have got involved. Yep. That's the, where the logic does not mm. make any sense. You would have like the, the the Eternals could have stopped Thanos alone. In theory. Spe- speaking of that, this is the biggest problem in this film. Kit Harrington is an Englishman, and he pronounced it Thanos. Yeah, yeah, he did. No. <laughs> yeah, he did. Very Thanos. strange. Yeah, but, but Thanos. Uh, that's, that's where the logic doesn't... It, you, you can't introduce this after such a catastrophic, catastrophic earthly event, because they were there, apparently, mm. and they didn't... Mm. Why would they not interact with something that stops their mission? Even though they didn't know it's their mission, it's still instinctually built into them. Remember, they are machines. They are not lives. They're not, human, they are, they're not, they're not yeah. human. They would have just jumped into action. We will fight Thanos because he's getting rid of Arthur's battery power to let yeah. this fucking robot emerge out yeah. of the earth. If they take away half the population, then we it's yeah. going to take us We're at least it a thousand odd years to die. Exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense that they ignored it completely, and that's where the logic slips, and Agreed. it's just a waste waste of four hours, however long it is. Uh, well, it felt like they four should, they hours. It on, they should, yeah, they shouldn't have said it on Earth. No, basically. it should have been set on a different planet, and then they could have come to Earth after going, oh, did Thanos... Oh, is, that, is this where he you was? You could do the whole yeah. Captain Marvel... Like, Captain Marvel where, where stuff, she's like, yeah. She's like, I'm busy helping other planets because this is why I'm know, still convinced that the Eternals is set on an alternative uh, in the multiverse. <laughs> it's not our Earth. Okay. Okay. We'll never see them again. We'll never and see them again. They died on, on, their, way died on their way back to their home planet. The celestial evil. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. a different Earth completely. Hmm. Interesting theory. Uh, let's. I mean, they could get away with it now, though, can't they? They could in the yep. multiverse. That's. Uh, Look, I'll get into that a bit later. That's where I have a little bit of a problem with the multiverse saga <laughs> as it sits at the moment. Yep. So, uh, moving on to Hawkeye. Now, Hawkeye, uh, I think we both quite enjoyed it, me and Kurt. Is that right? Yeah, definitely my um, favourite TV show. It's my favourite my favorite TV show as yeah, well. Yeah, we really enjoyed this. Don't have any problem with it, no, really. I've watched it about three times in its, its entirety. I think it's sensational. Yeah. It's perfect to Christmas that as well. That scene is amazing. Okay. Yep. Like looked amazing. Right, the only thing I will bring up is uh, it's a point. Obviously, me and Kurt brought up a couple of times. Is uh, do you feel like Kevin Feige really loves a musical and really wants to turn the Avengers into a musical? Oh, he he's is. done it. He's done it. Yeah. Okay, it's it's coming to yeah. Disney World. Oh, yeah, Rogers, Rogers the musical. <laughs> Rogers the musical oh. is going to be a limited time. Mm-hmm. Thing. Oh, there, there you go, Kurt. It's answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I found funny about uh, that musical is? Ant-Man is there. Yeah. Why is Ant-Man there? It makes there? no yeah. sense. And, but he's been doing like book tours and podcasts. And Pretending he's like, an Avenger and stuff. Disney actually released a um, outside the films. You can mm. buy the Ant-Man book. Yeah, really? and he's, read, he said like, he was there in New York yeah. and stuff. But it's it's like it's as of you know Paul Rudd's character. Okay. If he'd released a book in the real world, it's like him. Yeah, and. Ant-Man seems to have placed himself in these yeah. p- places. He's been, he he's been in the Avengers him. for a long time in his head. <laughs> yeah, Even though he's like. technically only been an Avenger once. <laughs> an, yeah. an honorary one. 
I thought they might have touched on it with Ant-Man Quantumania, but by your reaction, it doesn't sound like they... Well, well, let's be honest, he is the most important Avenger, clearly, because he, you know, the rat. Yeah. No, the rat is the most important. That's true. Yeah, he should have been (laughs) an honorary Avenger. Guys, we're all Avengers at heart. Okay, right. (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's my favourite one. Loved it. Nostalgia bit. Just in in me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Inject it into my veins. I don't care. I think it's a good film, but it relies too heavily on nostalgia. However, yeah, I didn't care. counterpoint, it's got Andrew Garfield in it. Instant win. So I'm just in it. I'm, I'm, out. I'm already there. My favourite Spider-Man ever, and he turns up, and it's just as if he's never even took the mask off ever. He's back into it. And I, with the rumours as well, he's coming back as a Spider-Man, and okay. I'm so happy about it. I, do agree he's probably the strongest part of this entire movie for me he is. like tom holland is, tom holland is great i think but and he's really yeah. started to proper grow into the role with spider-man for me and yeah. peter parker i think he's he's finally yeah. got that blend of the two sort of down but yeah, yeah Andrew it's, Gaffield it's, is the best he's peter parker this, age that we know do you know what i mean yeah. from the books that that is peter parker listen right does does some of the motivations make sense for peter no, no. does doctor strange do what he did make no, sense? No. no, but he's Doctor Strange. He is rash and thinks he can just do things. Yeah. He is arrogant. He, he just look, he is arrogant. That, he's always been arrogant. Let's be honest. That's probably the most, probably the most Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange we've actually seen yeah. in the MCU at this point. Yeah, the most absolutely. arrogant. You know, thinks yeah. he can do everything without screwing up the whole universe. Like that is him to a T. In, in you the have comics. to remember that when they when they cast Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Tony Stark, they injected some of uh, Stephen Strange into that character because Tony Stark's not that arrogant in the in the books. So no. they, that's before they even thought of bringing Stephen Strange into it, and then Cumberbatch turns up and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's an arrogant man." <laughs> yeah. So it works. Yeah. It works. I put, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film overall. Uh, find it mm. very difficult to criticise anything about it. Uh, but the one it's thing just great in it. Yeah, I do remember though having issues with it not making any sense at the end with the whole memory wipe. Thing. <laughs> it didn't make any sense, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's such backwards logic again. Yeah. Just, just, just no one knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, I mean, it's a sim- It's silly. Th- it's little things like. He literally couldn't rent an apartment. Mm. He's got no ID. Yeah. He's got yeah. no social security number. He's got no bank account. Like, do you know what? Ant- he... Do you know what wish he should have done? I what, just... what what thing he should have done? I want you to uh, rewind time bef- so J. Jonah Jameson doesn't know who I am, or Mysterio doesn't reveal yeah. who I am. That's it. Mm. That's it. So all he don't he lose needs... his, his love. He don't lo- lose anything. Yeah, all, I mean? all he needs to do was just turn around and go, yeah, just make it so that Mysterio never revealed my secret identity. Done. Yeah, that's so easy. It's so yeah. easy. That's why. That's the only issue. I, but I think in terms of the, However, the film, it's still really that's how they got when him all three into, of them together. Yeah, and that, they that, do the land. That's and, how they got they, him into yeah. downtown New York mm. with his police interceptor. And the classic and suit. Yeah, and the classic. So that's how they got us to that away from Tony Stark Jr. That's the only way they could have done it. I 
I do agree. It's taking him back to the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man rather than exactly. the big Avenger Spider-Man that we've seen. He's poor yeah. again. He's not been able to afford his rent. That kind of thing. That's the only way they can progress that to where he's going to meet up with like a Gwen Stacy. Go through that route, you know what I mean? Uh, Alicia and all that. He's going to go through all that stage working at the bugle, if there is a bugle in this. It looks like a podcast, doesn't it? Instead, well, there, there is. It's <laughs> essentially info walls at this point, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's how. That's the only way they're going to do it. They had to wreck on it massively. If they wanted to keep Holland in and not reboot it yet again, that's mm. the only way they could have done it. it. It sounds strange logically as a film, but. As filmmakers, it makes complete sense because the next Spider-Man we're going to see with Tom Holland is going to be a New York-based Spider-Man, not Queens, mm. n- a New York-based one. I can't, I can't remember if you said... Did any of you watch Venom? Uh, I yes. did, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> the second one. Uh, yes. Yeah, unfortunately. With Link sees two, yeah. yeah. It, it makes no sense. No, it does it? No, uh, it makes no sense are... whatsoever. Because he gets transported into our world our world our the MCU world mm-hmm. yeah. before that spell actually takes place the only the only thing that makes sense and, and Peter probably know this about the symbiotes they're multiversal yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. by nature they see they're omnipotent mm. so but they haven't explained that in the films we just know that because we're nerds no but that was the thing <laughs> is the obviously we hadn't seen the symbiotes in the MCU at this point it was mm. only because of the Venom films that we'd seen them exactly really. so they're a hive like, mind aren't they they can see any yeah other symbiote, whatever any other symbiote's doing, they know what's happening. Yeah, so in it's any pretty, multiverse, it's quite clear that they could have easily have hopped universes long before the the snap had happened yeah. or the Absolutely. spell had happened. We're also not too sure in terms of the timeline of where Venom let there be carnage is in terms of <laughs> yeah, where true. that post credit scene actually happens. Like how far after the events of that film does it happen? You know, yeah. what in what sort of time does it happen in it? Where it is in and where does Mobius fit in? Where he's, does Mobius he sees, fit? Uh, it about fits that. into its own completely <laughs> separate area in the bin. Area <laughs> called, in the, bin. Called the Morbin time. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bring Mobius no, back. Actually, at the end of Venom, they get transported into that room, and he sees Spider-Man on TV, and it's the moment where he reveals revealed. Him. Yeah. That's the moment when Venom gets in. So actually, that's before the spell, the spell takes okay, place. Yeah, yeah you there. are right. You're right. And it just... It makes no sense. It just made no sense. But then again, it's Sony, and that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're trying to do their own thing, really, aren't they? Yeah. Again, this is like a fourth attempt at them trying to do a Sinister Six again. So, <sighs> stupid, really. Yep. Anyway, let's talk talking yeah. stupid. Moon Knight. <laughs> Give up! <laughs> <on. laughs> These two hated yeah, it. I Why? I just thought it was so oh. boring. So boring. Did you not I like the character in the book? In the, in the books, um, Pete. I can't like say him? I've read the Moon Knight comics too not much. Not a lot of people honest. have. It's quite. It's quite a niche one, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's not as look. Popular. I could see the interest behind it. I could see you know the old ancient Egyptian gods you know as heroes. Sounds like an amazing concept. I just think they've under delivered with this series in a massive way. I mean, oh. the CGI was a bit shonky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hated the Kevin Bacon character. I thought, oh, I, I thought it was great. I, I just I couldn't understand him. what was happening. Because it kept flicking. Be- I, I never knew what was real. And that's a big problem for me. That's in, true. In exactly, exactly, though. That's what I liked about it. It just yeah. kept you guessing as an audience member. You didn't even know if Kevin Bacon was really that 
was he a bad guy or was it Conchu like leading Moon Knight? It wasn't into, Kevin Bacon, by like, the way. It just felt like I was watching an um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does, well, he does joke, look a lot like Kevin yeah. Bacon. Well, that joke doesn't. Kevin Bacon comes up later. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that joke don't fit in well then. I'll ignore that. No. One. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't enamoured at all. I, I felt. Yeah, I think, they're, it, they're, I, I think it, were, it were it were a lovely psychological take on what it means to be hero slash anti-hero. He went into his psyche. The whole episode in the psych ward's really good. And, and then um, yeah. the, uh, the the afterlife boat scene. Yeah, the, there were, there were moments where great they had concepts. There were moments that had some interesting concepts and I just felt like they didn't really deliver in their concept in actuality. It's just... So mm. the, the psych episode, yeah, okay, it's probably one of the best ones in the entire series. But yeah. then, of course, when you have the... Uh, the afterlife, the boat, or the afterlife. Yep. Um, mm. I had issues with the fact that he was able to hit the sand and still make his way through there, yet had easily been seen a few minutes before that someone instantly touched the sand and they were gone. That was there it. There is that. So yeah. there was a bit of plot armor involved in there, and it was a little bit silly at times. But I mm. think if I was yeah. to go back and read the Moon Knight comics a little bit more, I might be a little bit more impressed with it, like you were, Oodles, But. Yeah. It's because it's a really good adaptation of of a very strange book to adapt. Because again, similar to how Deadpool got it right, it's one of those n- narrated you know, like Shield as well. Let's mm-hmm. let's not talk about that just yet. But yeah, um, where a character is multiple personalities, and in comic book form, you can have three separate panels of the same scene. Yeah. In 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 a, in a program in a film. It's very difficult to come across. So what they do, they change the voice, don't they, and stuff like that. Yeah, he uh, does. I, I, I think the concept they wanted to do was far too ambitious for the show, and I get why people would be put off by that. But how the books do it, it's just it's easy easy to do on a bit of A4 piece of paper. Yeah, um, I did want to bring up one key thing that happened towards the end of that series because it was quite obvious like, what they were trying to set up there. We got the first actual reveal kind of to some degree of blade which yeah. uh not gonna lie absolutely loved it yeah, yeah. also also we had, we had we had blades in eternals didn't we as well his voice at the end yes, of eternals we, we did as well so that's <laughs> kind of cool but let's go on to what i probably am gonna call and apologies about the language kurt the biggest shit show in the entire mcu you and that is doctor strange <laughs> No, Doctor Strange is not the biggest shit show in the MCU. No. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. for me. No, I, I'm. I'm gonna I didn't disagree. Love it. I'm going to disagree with you. I think everything about this film was objectively wrong. It was just Pete. I got to see Reed Richards in an MC in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for look, 29 that... films or whatever. Okay, right. So you got to see Reed Richards. Great, yeah. smartest man in the universe. You know, part of the <laughs> Illuminati. All of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gets throws his arm out to go and pick up Wanda, but tells yeah, and, her beforehand and, that he's going to do that, and tells and her gets black, every, black vault killed. Tells her every <laughs> single power that every single one of the Illuminati has. That's yeah, not yeah, a yeah, smart yeah. move. It's a different Earth, mate. <laughs> it's a different earth it's a different multiverse um, I, just, I, just, I, okay. I just want to see Krasinski as, uh, as, as Reed Richards in Look, proper Marvel ca- world casting wise Krasinski is the perfect Mr perfect. Fantastic so he's perfect I just felt yeah. like he got a bit of a rough ride in this film <clears throat> um, it's just a sharp powerful wonder was that's all 
Because she, she is, is powerful. She's she's an Omega level mutant. There's, she is. There's not much yeah. more powerful. The than only her. problem I had was that in that whole fight, like I, I, I got everything else, like what she did, the way she defeats Captain Marvel makes that no makes sense. no sense either. Also, <laughs> no, it what, dropping, also why uh, just drops a statue on her? Uh, that will, yeah. So why do also why do both Captain Marvel and um, oh god, uh, Captain Britain? Why yeah. do they both sit around and watch whilst uh, Mr. <laughs> Fantastic gets killed? For cinema. <laughs> why is like it? They don't thing in it like the henchmen room. attack. I'll tell you why. The henchmen attack one at a time. I'll tell you why because <laughs> Sam Raimi and he likes doing that. If you watch any of his films, he likes like even like Army of Darkness and stuff like that. Skeletons get get ash one at a time because it makes better cinematography. Yeah, and I, focus on one. It's a Sam Raimi thing that I think personally. It really is, but oh god. There was to me there was just so much wrong about this movie. Doctor Strange didn't feel like Doctor Strange in any way, shape, nor form. Like, he didn't, did he? He was no. a different Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, he, it's if if you let's say, because you've got to bear in mind, like Kevin Feige's even admitted this, he makes sequels to films as if you've only seen the first of them films sometimes. Like mm. you go from Doctor Strange One to Doctor Strange Two. What a jump. There's what? far too much that's happened in between that time of that a character. Jump. It's wild, and and then I'll like, oh, Wanda's here, and oh no, Wanda's not here. Do you know what I mean? Scarlet Witch is here instead, and yeah. it's it's I I but I still love the horror of it. It's scary, and I'm Kurt. You don't like scary films. Did this scare you a little bit? Uh, no, I was, I was pretty fine with it, but I can understand right. why it would be scary. Yeah, it scared my son. My son was like that. Like his hands over his eyes, he he, he proper frightened him. Now she's chasing him, and she's like yeah, a zombie yeah. walking through the. Yeah, I can't kind of like understand. That. There were certainly certain moments that could be construed as quite frightful, yeah. or you know, mild peril. Let's call it. In well, terms what of Black the film Bolt did? He had his he had his own brain blown out by his own voice. Yeah. <laughs> also had issues with that. Someone who's trained his whole life to never speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's characterization wise, I felt that everyone was all I, of. Having uh, said that, though, if. If you did have your mouth just close upon you, how it, you don't know how you would yeah, react. It would, it would be weird. It would be weird. Okay, but but yeah, I agree. Like it's multiverse of madness. Not so much. Okay. We touched on it. It's it's a waste on America three, Chavez as well. Three multiverses. They have that one scene where you pass through all these brilliant looking multiverses that we never see. We just yeah. go to a place where people dress in grey. Um, <laughs> okay, um, I do have one more issue with it though. They've now, with one piece of dialogue, they have essentially reset nearly everything for a joke. <laughs> what what was starting as a joke in uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, where mm-hmm. Quentin Beck said, "I have designated, we've designated this uh, this universe six one six, and that was yeah. a joke." So yeah. how a did ref- they a not, reference and so stuff? So how did Christine Palmer in a universe eight three eight know that they're six one six? And it's also, weird, what does that mean in terms of the, the comic continuity? Because the comic continuity is 616. What, so have they now folded the comic continuity into the Marvel Cinematic Universe to form the overall 616? They've got to get mutants in somehow, pal. It, hand wave it. That's the only explanation. <laughs> that, that's it? my yeah. issue with it. They're not really, like, with this phase, they've had so many projects. They're not and thinking, they're not really they? explaining a hell of a lot at all. No, they're not. So they're, not, they're not thinking ahead. Not thinking ahead. It's as if Kevin Feige is like, "Oh, just do what you want for a, for a phase. Go crazy." <laughs> it's not. He doesn't see. I know he is overseeing it, but 
he seems to have been taking a step back on this because I thought imagine phase two and three wasn't as coherent as this. You wouldn't like it. No, I think that I think the MCU probably would have been wouldn't have got to quite the heights. Wouldn't have got it to had. this level. So yeah, I agree. I think that. I think that they need to try and start to scale some of this back a little bit, maybe have less projects on so many. They, they need to try and fuse this all together whilst remembering what made the MCU's first three phases great. They were individual yeah. stories that formed a whole larger part of this continuity. That And they can't that, that keep relying on Spider-Man to save a phase. They, they cannot, <laughs> because it always it's seems not... to happen. Yeah, so, well, It's alright guys, we've had a bad phase, chuck Spider-Man in. People love Spider-Man. Yeah, you know it's going to happen with the next phase as well, because you know Sony's yeah, going to come Spider-Man. in and go, yes, Spider-Man 4, we want it at this point, and Marvel we're busy uh, and not we're exactly going to turn that two, away. Two Spider-Mans, so we're going to have Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which is probably going to be Ultimate Spider-Man, and then we're going to have we're going to have um, Thingy's Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and then everyone's going to get confused about which Spider-Man to follow. It's <laughs> going to be so weird anyway. It's a mess. It, it really is a mess. But uh, let's move on to the last few projects of it and we'll sort of coast through this because I've got a couple of other things that I want to mention before we sort of close this out and get some final thoughts. So, uh, Miss Marvel, what did you guys both think of this? I, I really liked it. He I, didn't like I, it as much as yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as Stig, but I did like that I learned a lot about a history of people that I, I wasn't Agreed. really aware of. There, there yeah, was some same. interesting stuff. The partition stuff, stuff was fantastic. I, I didn't know, I didn't know much of that at all. I know, I know of it, but I like the the strong representation of the culture mm-hmm. of Indian and Pakistani culture and stuff like that. I think that was really strong. And for Disney, the modern day Disney, to just throw that in people's face and go, "Yeah, this is what we're doing." Very good, very brave. Yeah. But I like the again, Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Again, Miss Marvel is a character that came into comics when I was. An adult, and mm-hmm. I wasn't as into comics as I used to be. So it's one of those characters that I don't have that fondness to. No, and it's, it, it's, again, that's a character that's just got uh, Mr. Fantastic's powers, and Mr. Fantastic's my favourite, <laughs> my, my favourite hero of all time. I love Fantastic Four; it's my favourite book of all time. Yeah. And they just copied it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's. I like how they did it in this though. They made it more of like a plasma energy, didn't they? They did, yeah. But did you feel slightly like different? They didn't really explain the power levels too much. No. And they nah, didn't really explain. I don't think we're meant to. I think I we're going to find to. that out. Yeah. I think it's going to be. When I mentioned earlier about the Ten Rings, I think there's a link yeah. with the Ten Rings with the Bangle. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's just, just some kind of cosmic link between there, them all. I think that's where it's going. There will be something to do with them. It's like ancient, ancient mythology, you know. It's yeah. weird how that's degree. the origin in this because in, in the, the original, she's an inhuman, isn't she? She's a mutant. It's weird how. Yeah, but it's they the tried, Bangles they tried in this, in, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Bengals. They tried in humans, didn't they? Didn't work, did it? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about that one. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I think that uh, Iman Vanalani was really good. Like she's she's a massive comic book nerd as well, so she's proper great into charisma, it. It's quite charisma as great, well. Great, yeah, on screen presence. And, um, obviously, with the first hint of mutants in the MCU, but little um, oh. biggest issue with it was the. Um, oh, I love the little sting. Um, the biggest issue it with such it is the waving moment. It's like, oh, look at us, look at us, you know, sort of thing. It was just weird. Yeah, to some me. people need that, don't they? Yeah, they need. They, don't, they won't get it otherwise. But uh, yeah, the villains were weak, and kind of the motivations were a bit rubbish. Yeah, those were my biggest issues with it. Is the power level wasn't consistent. The lack of training for her with that with the bangles and the power level itself didn't really reflect on the screen. Villain's motivation was all over the place. 
So, yeah. did you yeah. like it, Kurt? Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's colourful, isn't it? Really like pops. It's different. It pops yeah. that show. It is a bit of a yeah. different show in terms of what we've seen in Phase yeah. Four. So I can respect yeah. what he's looking for to do. a different different demographic as well. Yeah. Yes, it was like, it was aimed it is, for younger is, people, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because it is so, specifically a comic book that was written in an age where obviously us guys who was we wouldn't yeah. be reading comic books really as much. Yeah, she, she uh, like it's I think two thousand twelve, I, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, Kamala Khan came out when I was in my mid twenties. You know yeah, mean? it's like I, I didn't read comics. I, I read a lot of graphic novels and omnibuses, but mm-hmm. I weren't reading weekly comics at that point like I used to do. So I was like, "Who's this? She looks like Mister Fantastic, yeah, but not." <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. "Who's this?" It will be interesting to see her, um, Carol Danvers, and Monica Rambeau in the Marvels coming up. So, I'm just mm. going to see where they. Which where is again, it's a very that. new book. I've never even read any of the Marvels books. Neither have I. Anyway, so. uh, for Love and Thunder, or for Ruin Your Mythology in Five Seconds. I hate it. <sighs> this is the biggest shit show. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> um, so I saw this at the cinema when it first came out. And, um, mm-hmm. So did I, same. day one. I, I'm going to be on it. On the second watch, I honestly don't think it's it's that bad. It's not great. It's not even good, but it's... It's uh, not my I'll, least favourite of this of this face. But yeah, exactly. hate- yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. It's not my least favourite of this face, but it's the weakest. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. And I wouldn't even say it's the weakest Thor film. I still think Dark World is that. Oh yeah, yeah, that will. However, however, <laughs> however, I've said it before. Thor one's better than uh, Love and Thunder. People sleep on Thor one. Thor one's it's held up better than you think. Oh. I said this to Stig over week, didn't I, mate? It's a I lot, think it's better. It's a just, lot. The more I've talked about Thor Love and Thunder and, and <laughs> Thor one's not a bad film. Just it annoys me. Like Ragnarok was the thing masterpiece. Injected some into the character that was needed, mm. and then I think Infinity War and Endgame. Expanded on that character and and kind of, you know, fat Thor jokes aside, like it still kind of touched on his PTSD and it yep. get, it gave a good blend of funny Thor but and sad Thor and and then this one just like who is he? Who's this guy? Who, who is he in, that, indeed? Yeah, we, that is not that we met in Endgame. Mm. No, like who is he? Do, do you think though, if Ragnarok didn't exist, people would be as harsh on this? Because I think that's a big thing. Is that Anticipation was so high after Ragnarok, which was excellent. Maybe not, but then again, this is the problem I've got with this. They could have made, and it sounds strange, and I've read a few articles about it, they could have made this film that Taika Waititi wanted to make, but not have Thor in it. It doesn't matter who was the lead in this. Hmm. Do you get what I mean? It could, they could have replaced Thor with anyone else. It could have been a Valkyrie film. I don't know. I agree. Needed that, Quite simply. needed that yeah. aspect with, um, what's her name? Um... Uh, Natalie yeah, Portman, her having cancer. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's too much of a. They made too many cancer jokes as the, well. The, unfortunately, the the, the the tone is all over the place when you're trying to t- touch on such a serious subject. Yeah. Yeah. and and Gore is like a wasted, wasted again. Another massive villain like Ultron, where like <laughs> don't these talk are about Ultron. <laughs> these are super yeah, super it. villains. And they're just wasted for are you Christian Bale, like one of the best actors in the world. Oscar winner, he's the, Christian Bale. He's the best thing in that film, and you never see him kill a bloody god. He's called the God Butcher, and we never actually see him. He kills that go one. in and kill gods. I said how much better it would have been if he'd have gone into Olympus and just and massacred him. Yeah. yeah, and just yeah, and been there and just and that would have shown Thor. Oh crap, this guy yeah. is 
like I need you know God, but no, the God Butcher see... is such a huge entity in the in the universe it's huge yeah you don't see any of that yeah. Instead, we got a we got a scene was use flicking off a Ford's Ford's clothes and saying you flick too hard, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's quite funny. There's bits like there are there are jokes in there are quite like I didn't really like the whole axe and hammer and you love the goats, didn't kind you? Of thing. Mm-hmm. Hated the oh, goats. Oh god, the goats! <laughs> Absolutely hated the goats. I laughed uh, at them. I think funny. You know, there's, there's good bits in the film, like the bit near the, when they go into that kind of black and white. Stunning um, looking. There are some yeah, moments that when they go to fight him, but it's just, mm. overall it's just a tonal yeah. mess all for, over the place and just yeah, for, ruins any good stuff that they do. But we've got Hercules character. coming into the MCU now, finally. That's going to be a yeah, good shout yeah, yeah. at the end. Hercules, come on. It's Brett Goldstein, he'll, he'll be good. Oh. That'll be fun. I like Taiko Waititi, but I, don't, I think that the next Thor film, he. he he needs to no, be nowhere near no, it. The, the weird thing Chris is, like, Hen- Thought Love and Thunder is his worst film he's ever made. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Chris Hemsworth has specifically come out and said he wouldn't make another Thor film with what he would he? So. He did, because they've had a fallout, haven't they? They've had a, they've yeah. had a bit, bit of a spat. Well, that's what he said is he doesn't want to do any acting for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's taking a break yeah, anyway, all. so. Yeah. yeah. No, he's just taking a break. Okay. Because like like he wants to spend time one. with his family, doesn't he? Because sure. he's, he's got. Fair play. Yeah. Okay, let's just touch on these quickly before we get into the bigger one. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, probably for me, my, is my a bit least favourite MCU film. Just I think Thor Two is yeah. better than this. I was higher on this film when I watched it, mm-hmm. and then when I talked about it and I read about it again <laughs> and I listened to your podcast and I went, actually, it's pretty crap. Wakanda <laughs> Forever is the worst MCU film. I'm sorry. I Great know, start. The start's really amazing. Good start. But there's there's moments in Thor two that are better. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And Thor two was for a long time the worst MCU film. Yeah. I think Incredible Hulk's better than Thor two, but Wakanda Forever for me the fall from grace is so sheer mm. that it's just the worst MCU film. I it's, think it's, it's absolutely very dross. Very it is. It's just oh, yeah. so overly long. It's it's supposed to be like a piece for Chadwick Boseman, like a, an epitaph for his. Yeah. It doesn't. It only does him justice in the first fifteen minutes. And then the final ten minutes, I think. Yeah, I, I just in between stuff and trying to like shoe on Ironheart into this. Don't. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. No. Everett it Ross didn't need. What? Didn't need Everett Ross. Didn't need Valka. <laughs> if you'd have scrap, scrapped Skim all of that. It. You just saved yourself like forty minutes of the film, and it'd and be much tighter. And they completely changed uh, uh, Neymar, but obviously it works in that universe because it's two isolated kingdoms and stuff. But a waste—it's just a waste of it, my time. It was a big, <laughs> it was a big waste. I think the the problem was is they weren't expecting Chadwick Boseman to pass. I think they had a film no. pretty much set, ready, ready and they waiting. And Have you read the synopsis to, to what the film was was going to be? Look, it sounds fantastic. I need the to synopsis. go back and read it. It sounds fantastic, and what I what mean, this piece. film sound. This film, to me, I just thought it was the same. It would have been the same film. That no, no, because there's stuff. There's stuff with like um, uh, the, 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 um Ryan Coogler were mentioning stuff about um, like uh, a return of Killmonger, not how he returned in this as a vision and oh, stuff I like, like that. How they did that though? Oh, I do. I do because I, I love Killmonger. I anyway, how they did that. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I, I, I love um, Thingy who plays Killmonger. I love bits. Michael B. John, I think he's fantastic. Mm. Uh, but I just, there's just something about, like, they, they, they've got so much talent in that film, just squandered. Yeah, and, you know, agreed. Again, a massive black hole in that production, massive, just, like, 
we've lost the heart and soul of this project. Awful. Absolutely. Don't, I'm not taking none, nothing away from that because Black Panther, the original, is one of my favourite MCU films. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? This, it's such a, such a blow. Honestly, it was a massive blow for me. It was... Uh, oh. it, it sort of felt a little bit weird. I was planning to go and see this on the weekend it was released when I was actually up in mm-hmm. Nottingham visiting Kurt for the first time. I opted against it. I saw it, the reviews, so I didn't go. I didn't, so, you know, yeah. opted to sit in a pub yeah. and watch two games of football instead. Rather. Rather. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, so, uh, second to last one, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Great. Fun. fun. Good fun. Like, good fun. Got yeah, nothing more fun. that I need to say Kevin Bacon's yeah. in this. Yeah. Yes, he <laughs> is. This is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it pushed one story beat along with Mantis. Yeah, that's about it. I, I, I was honestly, that's a secret that I, not a secret, but I knew about this, and I was like, why didn't they mention this in Guardians Two? And I thought, oh, they're gonna wait. And I've I've kept hold of that to people that I know love MCU that didn't know about Mantis's origin mm. for so long. I'm like, are they even gonna address it? And then they addressed it in the spin-off Christmas spell. Like, perfect, finally. Yeah. I'm glad that they and did. It's, just, it's a cool. It is I'm a glad they finally nod. done it. I'd be up for a future holiday specials with any, with I would. Doesn't I, necessarily I have to be Guardians, but yeah. No. Yeah, I would as well. Obviously, probably won't be the Guardians now because I think they're getting retired, aren't they? After three. This this next film, some of them are going to get deaded. Yeah, I think this next film's going to be. Some of them aren't coming out of that. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I meant by not. retired. It was the nice way of saying yeah. retired forever. They are. They are definitely not coming out of it. I think we. I think the only person that's going to really survive this is going to be Star Lord. Seriously, yeah, Chris. <laughs> I, think, I, don't, I don't think there's uh, going to be. There's many, obviously Mantis will probably survive and, and Gamora will survive because we've already had a Gamora death. Um, but I don't think Groot, Rocket, and um, um, Batista, uh, Drax is going to. I don't. I don't think they're going to survive this. No, I think. Uh, I'll be I mean, Groot is technically immortal. Yeah. So he could just come back whenever he wants. Groot may live, but I'm not too yeah. sure about the rest of them. I'll. I, Based on what it is with the trailers, I think the only character yeah. that's coming out of this unscathed is Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock can't die. Yeah, that's what I mean. So he's coming yeah. out what, unscathed. Um, I just think, just thought, what, what did you think of Hench Groot? Hench Groot Hench looks Groot. a bit weird, but I'm, yeah. I'm down for it. It does look, it does look just like a man in a suit, though, doesn't it? It just looks like I can't Vin wait Diesel for people to see. I'm, pre- I'm, pre- I'm predicting it now as well. I mean, it's quite an obvious prediction because. I don't, a lot of people don't know, but this female group that turns up once once a group dies, female group. I think this next group in this next film is going to die, and then girl group's going to turn up. Okay. And it's not going to be. This is my prediction. It's not going to be Vin Diesel. It's going to be Michelle Rodriguez that does the voice. That's my big <laughs> prediction. It'll still be Vin Diesel. Please, pl- please <laughs> just have one one word of family, and that's all. Uh, that'll be all. Yeah. So. I think we're going to see female group this year. Okay. I'll hold you. I'll see when Guardians 3 comes out. I'll send you a message if I've seen it and gone, oh my God. Yeah. You were right. <laughs> yeah. I love female group. Female group's great. It's got a little wooden bikini on. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. That's so weird. It's so, it's so funny. <laughs> okay. And a flower. Right. Let's rip it off now. She-Hulk. My God. Tell me about... Why don't you like She-Hulk, guys? I like I, it. I like it. I, 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 oh, did you? Yeah, I really liked it. I'm in agreement I think it's fantastic. On it. yeah. Okay. I think I, it's fantastic. I loved it. I personally found it aggressively boring. 
Um, <laughs> there was a lot of episodes in there that were so unnecessary. It felt like it went over the same plot line constantly. It meandered quite a lot more than it needed to be. There was nine episodes. You could have easily cut this down to five. And even the episodes were short. I did, um, yeah, I did find it weird how this was the longest one. For, yeah. Oh, oh. It was, wasn't it? Because the others uh, were like six. Uh, yeah, but there weren't an hour long episode. That's the difference. To one oh, yeah, vision. true. Yeah, yeah. So, one they were like half an hour to 40 minutes, weren't they? Mm. And most of them were only 20 minutes, even with credits. Yes, because like, the, the, the credits, credits are so long yeah. on Marvel shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, because of, it's because of that Disney Plus watch time. They do it by watch time, not yeah. by watch numbers. So, yeah. it's clearly there for that reason. So, mm. I'm also getting worried. I see Stig looking like that. He's just waiting his turn. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt the Abomination stuff was not needed. Like, I mentioned this specifically in she in the She-Hulk episode itself. Yeah. It was dumb because a conflict of interest works on both ways, not just one way. So what they did there to set up a joke with the fact that Jen Walters is obviously going to yeah, defend him, you know, it just felt but really if you're gonna, off if you're, to me. If, if, you're, if you've got the opportunity to get Tim Ruff in your show, you're going to get Tim Ruff in your show. I, That's how I see it. Look, I agree. Obviously, it makes sense in terms of the Hulk mythology, like the Hulk timeline yeah, yeah. with everything. Because abomination. But, it, but but she is a lawyer, and she should have easily turned around to her boss and gone, "Look, I don't care what you say. Conflict, conflict of interest. Of inter- a conflict of interest. <laughs> it's not allowed, is, is it? No. And that case would have got thrown <laughs> out immediately yeah. based on that fact alone. So she would have lost. So yeah, there's no way the it'd have been it'd, it'd have been annulled straight away because yeah. they're like, hang on, we know who your cousin is, yep, and we go. know because yeah. this is good news, this is big news. We know they had a big fight in San Francisco or New York, wherever they had that fight. Yeah. Incredible, I can't remember. Yeah, but they know about it. Exactly, <laughs> my Harlem, point. wasn't it? Um, Harlem, that's it. Yeah. So, good. My, my only minor complaint with the show was I, I wanted them to lean into the fourth wall stuff more. Like, I, I only, felt they should have done that too. I only found out that. that I, th- was I thought something. they were gonna me. Yeah, because um, I, I, I obviously didn't know that that was a feature of the comics and her character. She so. was the first comic book character to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I felt that with that being the case, they could have leaned into it a lot more, other than that last episode. It, it was wasn't also one of the first times Marvel sued DC because after Shield did it, they started making Batman do it. Mm. <laughs> and sued it. Sued it. So. Yeah. Batman four four Oh he used to do no it for thanks. a while. Yeah, yeah, in the eighties Batman no Batman you. was speaking to the the reader and it was very, very strange. Instead of you know, because in comics you've always had their thoughts, haven't you, in a separate yeah. bubble. But they had Batman literally talking to the reader. <laughs> so weird, it didn't make any sense. But he got sued, so it a bit weird. <laughs> So, uh, what else was there? So, I felt, because of obviously that it, that problem with the conflict of interest, you then have a couple of episodes that involve uh, Abomination that would have been unnecessary because he wouldn't have been there. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then, uh, the episode with Daredevil. That was great. <clears throat> yeah, but Tatiana Maslany oh. and... Um, the guy who plays Daredevil, that is Conch, such chemistry. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, that is such what chemistry. Yeah, Daredevil, like smashing character. people down corridors with the Daredevil music. Oh, it was so they good. They have good chemistry and together. They managed to do Daredevil without blood as well, effectively, to show me that this new show is going to be fine, even though it's not going to be as gory and adult. Yeah, but it's I... It's going to be fine. 
unfortunately, that was something I because we've got like nineteen episodes of Daredevil coming yeah. this, this year. So now, get used to get ready for that nineteen episodes, an hour long each. But that's <laughs> but that's my issue with it is that they could have very easily kept Daredevil as he was, but it's to fit in obviously with the yeah. more that's right. I think that's why they gave him the makeover mentality. as well. Yeah, they gave him the gold, the, the red gold to trim. the red yeah, to the yellow. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and look, the the ending was an abject. Abstract mess. That that whole it. ending episode I was a ridiculous was joke. Like, yeah, exactly. No, I know That's it's supposed it's to be a joke, but it the wasn't funny. I I did not like the fact that the writers self inserted themselves into their own scene. I thought it was stupid. It. I thought it was like narcissistic to say the least. And I just <laughs> I just didn't find it funny. I found it cringe, completely cringe. Mm. I didn't. I thought it was great. I thought it was. For now, what like God, what are we? This is I don't know how many projects in thirty nine projects in hmm. to the MCU. Far too many, in my opinion. Um, and one of the one of the biggest complaints is about the generic ending, and they start to give us a generic ending, and then and cut. she's like, nah, nah, and, and she even te- and he even went, goes to meet Kevin. Yeah, you know, he's K-E-V-I-N. Yeah, and it's like let's do something and she's like let's do something different and yeah. and it was and that's what and this is actually my biggest thing about why I like the TV shows more than the films is because I think that all the TV shows were all doing something different they all changed the mould whether you like them or not I think they were at least trying to do something that we wouldn't see in the films no. and that's why I really like She-Hulk okay, as well I can't disagree yep. with you that one because it really did feel like to me the Marvel formula was right there and like present with every single movie barring Spider-Man No Way Home um, obviously, because mm. it's a joint Sony Sony joint. Um, mm-hmm. With the TV shows, they obviously had to try and do something different because of the longer runtime and everything. It's just, I, I felt like a lot of the series probably could have been cut down in length. Like some of them could have been movies, some of them probably could have been, you know, a couple of episodes short and maybe scrapped altogether. Yeah, or, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, some of them could have just not existed. <clears throat> so, yeah. I think that just brings it brings it in as a whole in terms of the entire um, entire phase four for me and I'll obviously I'll start on this one because you know it was a bit of a mess it was it didn't know totally <laughs> oh, yeah. where it was going to go it didn't know what it wanted to do and when it finally did try and work out what it wanted to try and do uh, it came in far too late with the multiverse saga and when they did have those small moments of doing so one time it worked pretty damn well and one time it was an absolute mess with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I think so, yep. just generally not a fan of the multiverse angle at all. I'm not. I never was in the books either. I think no. it's a right retcon. It's just an easy cop out. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the problem is going to be that we're going to start getting some of the classic characters coming back, just recast in different ways because look, they're from 838 or they're from. Tom Cruise is now Tony Stark, oh, finally. That was actually supposed to happen in Doctor Strange <laughs> yeah, no, 2. It was. And it was, yeah. <laughs> no, it was. They should have done that, really, but it still wouldn't just have made for, a little sense. Yeah, just for shits and gigs. Yeah. At least, at least there's a get out with with this where the incursions and and yeah it doesn't uh, have to crashing into each other so they have to close it they can't yeah. just keep this as an option open no it's got to stop go, hasn't it oh well we've killed off Thor but okay well it doesn't matter because we can bring him back with the multiverse and you can't do that because eventually this got a shot. phase 6 mm. is going to end with multiverse is shutting and that's yeah. no longer a thing That's you can't do that anymore yeah but they're going to yeah. so at least there is a, a way to and stop and we all know phase 6 when that, that comes out that's going to be Galactus you can see it coming a mile off. 
It has to be Galactus. No, Phase 6 is... It's still part of the multiverse, Saga. can. Really? Yeah, they do... 4, 5 and 6 Yeah, is, they're all part of the yeah, multiverse secret, saga. It's Secret Wars and, and Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Mm. This could still bring on, it could still lead on to Galactus, though, with the Kang stuff. Oh, eventually, but you don't want to do a Galactus straight away because you already had a big straight like, away. It's going to be like five threat. years since Thanos. By the time that happens. no, that's what I mean. They didn't want to. I'm, that's probably why they went with the multiverse. Yeah, I think aspects. I, I still think multiverse. It's the same DC, massively heavy on multiverse because the uh, um, the uh, I think it was fifty one universes, weren't they? In multiverses on DC. Oh, that's where they that's did how, the new fifty new fifty two. The new fifty two. That's it. Yeah, and that's how they could like. Kill Barry Allen one episode, one one comic book, and then bring him back the next in case the fans didn't like it. And I think that's what Marvel can they can riff on it. And I don't like that. I think it is a cop out, a yeah. multiverse like thing. Okay. I, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of it. That's fair. So uh, let's wrap it up, shall we? So final thoughts, obviously, as a as a whole on the phase. So uh, Kurt, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, disappointing. Um, as others have said, it's been a bit of a mess. I wasn't a fan of the whole multiverse angle because it um, it just eliminates any stakes, and um, it wasn't even the the best film for me in Shang Chi wasn't a classic by any means. Um, I'd still yeah. put it as like mid tier in the overall. Uh, ranking of the films so yeah just a overall disappointing phase Fair play. Uh, it's the only phase that has the bottom four projects in the MCU in my bottom the, the, the only phase that has literally that many of my least favourite projects they've done including uh, TV shows and films I it's just a massive disappointment just, okay. I, to the point where I don't go to the cinema to see Marvel films anymore. Oh, wow. How okay. weird is that? I know. Considering <laughs> that you were like, I could almost guarantee yeah. that you'd go day one. I was there. Yeah. Every single yeah. one. I don't go anymore. I wait for a review. If the review says, you've got to see it, this is Spider-Man level event, then I'll be there. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the Ant-Man review, I think it like peaked at like a 51 on the first few reviews. I was like, oh, no, this is not this is not doing well. This is not doing well. And then I saw it with uh, Wakanda Forever. I was like, "This is happening. This is happening." I'm really, I'm, I'm dropping off. I'm dropping off to the point now where I'm excited for different. I'm, I'm excited for. I've, I've just watched the Blue Beetle trailer. Oof. Do you know what I mean for DC? And I'm like, "That looks fun. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a jumping ship. I never thought I'd ever say it." <laughs> the Blue Beetle trailer <sighs> was okay, but it's just the problem for me. It's got no. I'm a big, I'm it, a big Karate Kid, uh, Cobra Kai fan, and fair it's enough. got one okay. of the main, got one of the main guys in it. So yeah, it's it's my problem with the DCEU now is that obviously James Gunn's announced all this gods and monsters stuff. And none of this is yeah. going to even make a lick of difference whatsoever. It's not going to matter, is it? Flash it's is going to reset everything, and nobody really wants to watch well, Flash because there's a remember anyway. So <laughs> that's a lot of people's reason for not bothering with going to see Shazam. They're just like, "What's the point?" Yeah. Point. What yeah. doesn't lead to anything? No. Like it's no. Agreed. But, but you know, where, where so. am I looking for my comic book hit though? Like the redoing Hellboy and stuff. The, the redoing stuff that's the Dark Horse. Like I'm getting my hits from uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman on Netflix. You know what I mean? I'm, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm looking elsewhere for my comic book stuff, and it's not for me being the super like massive Marvel fanboy. I'm just sat here waiting for Fantastic Four, yeah. and I shouldn't be this. I should be, I should be seeing Ant Man. I should be seeing Wakanda Forever. I should be going to, and I'm waiting for him to come on Disney Plus, and it's just. 
I miss phase three. Oh, God, the <laughs> fever I had for that. Fair oh, enough. God, I couldn't. After Infinity War, fuck it. Ooh, so yeah. good. Right, anyways, yeah. Stig, uh, close us out for this one. Um, saved by the TV shows for me, um, because the films were just a massive letdown. Um, like oodles, I'm just looking at my list on Letterbox, and in my <laughs> bottom ten, in my bottom ten, five <laughs> projects from massive. this phase are in there. That's quite bad. That yeah. and when you, you're literally surrounding it with the likes of Ant Man and the Wasp, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man <laughs> Two, Thought the Dark World. It's not a good look. No, I agree. When, you, when you're mixing in with that crowd, but I did enjoy the TV. I got a lot out of the TV. I, I enjoyed the different things they were doing. And I'm more bothered about the TV going forward. Unfortunately, yeah. just looking at the next phase. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing there, the, is there? Um, the secret oh invasion. There's Loki, secret invasion, and Loki. Yeah, that, yeah. That and trailer then Daredevil, came out but Daredevil is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, the secret invasion so, trailer was. It didn't feel very Marvel, did it? No. It's like they've gone. We're so, not doing a Marvel. We're not doing a Marvel show. We're, we're ignoring Marvel. This is a own thing. This is. It's like, it was a bit like Twenty Four or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? The Wire. I was going to say. Do you remember <laughs> when weird. the first few Marvel phases focused on a genre rather than actually just on the yeah, local story? Like, yeah, I like that. It sort of felt, felt have, a little bit like going back to that, and I quite liked that yeah. that aspect of it. Like uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier is just a spy thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I think they're going to try and get with with New World Order the way yes. they've been setting things up yeah I think it's going to go back to that but I have faith in Guardians 3 because I do really like James Gunn's films yeah. and I'm, I, I think really Guardians like Guardians. I like the Guardians I got like the Guardians team I, I you know not everyone likes Guardians 2 but I still really like Guardians 2 it's going to be a tearjerker for this third one, one. So. That's, that's a tissue film you've got to take some tissues in where that's going to people are going to be sad because if, if it's gone from, from the story I know you're going to be sad uh, yeah. then again <laughs> yeah. I thought that Ant-Man and Ant-Man looked like it was going to be the saving grace. And we literally, at the end of our recording, I went, oh, oodles, the reviews have dropped. (laughs) And I went, no, don't tell me. And he's like, you don't want to know. And then he told me on air, the reviews, I went, oh, no. I was literally like moments away from booking tickets. And I went, I'm not going to bother. It was in like low 60s or uh, late 50s or something like that. Something like that. But uh, I think (sighs) this is the more scathing indictment of Ant-Man and the Wasp Condomania. It's the fact that it's not even going to make its budget back. Oh, the first... I think that's the first Marvel film that never has. uh, One one of the first, because I think Shang-Chi only did 400 and something million, but they still have some, some kickback from COVID, but then... Spider-Man yeah. ruined that that whole narrative with uh, a month later <laughs> going on to do a billion dollars. So a billion in so a week. <laughs> Spider-Man in it though. That, Spider-Man just walking around for two hours doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. And I think, I think... You, you could literally have Spider-Man just swinging about on a tree all day, <laughs> and no one's gonna love it. It's best film ever. Yeah. So that's that's us. Obviously, that's that closes out Phase Four. So thank you very much. Four angry men. Yeah, so thanks thanks again for listening to this entire run of the MCU, as is so far. So uh, that leads us on to a next point of call, is actually talking about what we're doing next. So, Kurt, I know you've been interested in discussing this one, so do you want to tell everyone what we're going to be doing? Yeah, so um, we're basically going to be doing the same concept as what we're doing now, and we will continue to cover the Marvel films as and when they come out. 
Um, but now we're broadening our um, horizons beyond the MCU and superhero films. Um, we're going to be covering films as a whole, um, mm. but the the concept being um, the same thing as like with Never Watchers, but. Um, Pete or me will choose a film that the other has never seen before and basically we'll watch them again and um, report back like we have been doing. I, I like that, guys. Mm. That's cool. Mm. I thought you were going to say the DCEU at yeah. first. <laughs> I was like, I was going to be like, don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Um, as someone who's I, I, can't, I can't imagine full... Kurt sitting down watching, watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. I can't imagine him sat down <laughs> watching that for five hours. Okay, I have watched that film far too many times that I want to admit have... at this point. <laughs> I literally did it for the podcast. I watched it three times in the first week. I think I've seen it. <laughs> I five, like it. I think I've seen it five times now. I like it, me, but I'm not a Zack Snyder guy. I just like that, that version. Yeah, but the rest of it around it's just <laughs> oh, it's garbage. <laughs> um, are you are you doing films that you enjoy or, or just big blockbuster films uh, that any, one of you might have seen? Really? Or? So yeah. we've basically just been putting a list together of films that either I've seen and he ha- and Kurt hasn't, and vice versa. So we've got a few films on there that. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm embarrassed to say that I've never watched before. Yeah, and I really? thought um, it would be good. May I have those films? I'll probably stick some out for like, the, um, the listeners to vote on as well on Twitter. Um, choose the mm-hmm. film for Ooh. us. Uh, but yeah, we've, so it, uh, we've only got a very small list at the moment, but I can read them out. Um, yep. Go for it. So we've got um, In Bruges. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, that's one of mine that I'm embarrassed to admit I've never seen. Yeah. Get ready, mate. So the I've ones heard that, good things. The ones that I've seen that Pete hasn't is In Bruges, The Menu, Nope, mm. and Banshees of Insurance. Mm. And then all, all great films. And then from Pete that I haven't seen, he's got uh, Troll Hunter and Lock. Good. And Lock. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lock, the Tom Hardy some... movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether there, there, there's some good it, yeah. good hitters then. I, I think I'm going to come up with some though that I've seen but didn't particularly like, but I know other people did like. And okay. It, um, just to make F- sure. Why don't you do the Transformers in review? Yeah. <laughs> just to make Michael sure. Michael Transformers yeah. in review. He just wants to. He just wants to rag on Rocky. Yeah, because he? I really, oh. I really want to go back and watch Michael Bay being a racist, abject arsehole. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's good at that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the plan. Uh, good. Sounds good. Excellent. I can't wait to listen to listen to you talking about In Bruges. That's one of my favourites. That I can't wait to watch it. To be honest, I've heard so many good and things Banshees about of it. In, in, in It Sheeran is like it's probably best film I watched last year. Oh, good, good news, Pete. It, I think uh, I'm sure I saw last week that In Bruges has been added to Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes, it has. Nice. It has. I watched it over day. <laughs> nice. So we'll be getting onto that soon enough, I guess. But we'll, uh, I oh, guess okay. we'll let the Twitter uh, people vote on the next film. Yeah. So, so we'll mm-hmm. put that up soon. So, uh, anyway, that's going to close us out. So, thanks again to uh, Stig and Oodles for coming on and uh, joining us in this deep dive of and wrapping up Phase Four. Uh, I'm not sure who wants to do the job, but who who wants to let everyone know where they, they can find you? Stig, because he runs the website. <laughs> <laughs> you do it every week on the podcast. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, let you have yeah. your moment in the sun. Oh, thanks, mate. 
Uh, yeah, Modern Escapism. You can get new episodes of that every Thursday. It's on all podcast apps. Uh, we talk um, like reviews. We talk the latest pop culture news. We have a weekly feature. Um, if you head to modernescapism.co.uk, all the information's on there. It's about got everything to do with Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep, Deep Dive Lounge, Smash That Glass, all these podcasts we have under the Modern Escapism Network. So best place to find all that is on the website. And if you like Marvel, me and Stig has gone, have gone extremely deep on a lot of that. Not, not, to the, not to the point you guys have. We haven't done every film, but especially Phase 4 shows we have, haven't we, mate? Yeah, we did a few of the Phase 4 shows, mm. but... Uh, Got to pay for them. <laughs> Got to pay for them. And uh, personal like socials, if you want to let them know. I don't have one anymore. Okay. Is so. is it just at Modern Escapers and Minds at yeah. Oodles Odin? Cool. Uh, Kurt, do you want to everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, we are at Neverwatchers on Twitter, um, and um, it's uh, Neverwatchers at Gmail If you want to send us additional feedback, we we for our new podcast series we're still going to come up with a name for it so it's still going to be never watches but then it's going to be never watches semicolon something yeah. does the movies never watches semicolon in hollywood yeah could do it thanks so, for that stick i've literally mm. wrote that down because that's a good and simple but simple <laughs> but clean you know <laughs> <laughs> you literally have just right. Does the movies? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I have, I have, I have to do it or reference reviews all the time because otherwise I'll forget the episode title. <laughs> I love that. So, yep, uh, you can follow myself on uh, Twitter at Pete Beckett One, spelled B E C K E W T, and the number one. Like Kurt said, you can email us as well. Um, but we're also in various discords, including Rapid Reviews UK and the Modern Escapers and Discord, as well as Kurt, uh, as well as. Um, uh, a sweary, a certain sweary Irishman's uh, uh, one that I will not mention the name of. <laughs> Never seen such a uh, hive of skull, scum and villainy in my life. Uh, I have. It's any any bar in the cantina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but on that incredibly bad joke, I will leave it there for now. So when you see us <laughs> next time, you will see us in a new series. So check back for that. But until then, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Excelsior! Right.